Mr. Hold Savage. up, hold up. Hey, it's a real ass nigga. I want to go ahead and flame somebody real quick. First of all, I think a member of the committee podcast is really acting like Takashi Teriyaki 69 this whole <laughs> week. So now it's time to get oh. to what we do best. Let's go ahead. Bring that ass here, boy, Mr. Oh. Let's go ahead and talk about this Ooh, next topic. Energy. Thank you. Yo, what's good? It's your boy, South 706 Committee Podcast. We have Marcus Sniffles and our special guest from the Reduce Lunch Podcast, Black Lotus at underscore PJ Darrell, uh, holding down the great city of Jacksonville, Florida, hashtag 904 Duval County. What's good, y'all? Hey, what's going on, y'all? Mm-hmm. This, this is PJ, a.k.a. Black Lotus, a.k.a. Mr. Let Me See Them Toes, a.k.a. Hey. <laughs> Mr. Hey, uh, the artist uh, formerly known as Conservative P. What's going R.I.P. R.I.P. Conservative P. Yes, sir. I mean, what what happened? I mean, I heard I heard the uh, the R.I.P. I didn't really I probably missed it. But so why why did you uh, you know later rest uh, young Conservative P? All right, so um, I didn't I didn't like the nickname to begin with. I just went along with it, and um, we also also we had like a um, we had a conversation. It was an episode where we was talking about um, nice guys and how they don't get um, how they don't get. You heard that one? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, um, yeah. So we was talking about how you know nice guys just don't get that respect, and um, so. I've been looking at myself and the women that I've been talking to in the past. And, you know, I, I've been guilty of doing all those nice guy type things. And I was just like, yeah, we, we need to lay conservative P to rest. <laughs> so is it like Super Saiyan Savage P now or we're just out here slaying, slaying women, you know, oh, not nah, respecting these? <laughs> no, nah, nah, ain't nothing like that. It's just PJ. But not. I mean, like, I, I just, it, it's just, I'm, I'm just learning, you know, not to, not to go through certain things with women, not what to do, what not to do, you know, this is just learning okay. process. So, I mean, are you currently single or in a relationship? Are you other? Oh, I'm single. Okay, y'all. So definitely uh, the DMs are open for uh, PJ. So definitely uh, jump his DMs. <laughs> At underscore PJ Daryl, so that the DMs are definitely open. So we appreciate you coming on. Uh, first thing we're talking about is uh, kind of big on Twitter, probably more Atlanta Twitter, is the mm-hmm. uh, apparent retirement of Young Jeezy. Mm-hmm. So are you are you a Young Jeezy fan? Do you keep up with his music or? Oh, of course. Yeah, I, I love Jeezy. I love Jeezy. Uh, listen to Jeezy since um, the Trap of Diamonds tape he did with DJ Drama. And um, you know, I, of course, you know, the motivation one on one is a classic. Um, the recession, love the recession. Then the last, the last album that he put out what was it called Pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was that was a dope album too. But I I think my my take on him retiring is like I don't really, I I, I can't take it serious. I can't take any rapper like retiring serious because like they'll say they this is their last album and then like after a year or two here they come with like another album like 
How many times has um get, has the game said this is his last album? He stays saying that. Yeah. Like that's like clockwork. Right. Or like uh Lupe Fiasco, like he, when he said that uh Lasers was his last album and then he dropped He two dropped two other, more albums after that. Yeah, he dropped two more albums after that. Didn't I think Jay Z said he was gonna retire like twice. He said it a couple times. Yeah. No, I, I just, I just, I just know the first time that the the one time that he said that was. It was, it was, album. it was uh, during the uh, the uh, Rock Life Familia, the Dynasty album that they did. Um, that, that's when like the whispers started coming up, where like, hey, he might, you know, retire after this one. But then like the Black album came out, and it's like, all right, I'm definitely retiring. And then, no, I'm not. They're like who? Who's the last rapper to say I'm gonna retire and actually retired? Like actually just went away. Well, I I, I know my um I know my music history. So the last person to actually do that is Big Daddy Kane. Hmm. And he never dropped the album after. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about? Uh, well, I guess uh, I guess I'm more thinking of like in the social media era because. The social What's media it? era. Because okay. what um, your, your, your man Logic, your man Logic said this this album that's coming up. He said it's going to be his last album, and I completely do not believe that guy for a second. He just re-upped Def Jam for like $30 million. That's what I'm saying. Like, how is that going to be your last album unless you change your name? Because that's that's kind of the the loophole like uh, Childish Gambino is going to go through. Like, he's saying mm-hmm. his next album is his last album as Childish Gambino, and he he's going to start doing music as Donald Glover. So that's kind of a loophole, but with Logic, I... He's he's under thirty, you know what I'm saying? Like not even close to thirty, I don't think. And he's probably had the most successful run of his career last year. Mm-hmm. So why would he want to walk away? You know, like there's no reason for him to be like, "Oh, I'm done now." Like you haven't, like he hasn't. I mean, I, I don't know what his money's looking like, so I'm not gonna sit here and you know assume that he's got enough money. But right, I mean, why? Why retire? You're, you're, he's a solid rapper, like. I mean, if Def Jam got you for thirty million dollars, hey, you you gonna have to put up. You gotta um, put something out. You gotta have to put something out. Not not unless you do something like Prince did and change your name, so you don't have to, you know. So you get out that contract or whatever. But um, I mean, yeah, I whenever a rapper said that they retire, I just kind of blow it off. Yeah, it's it's borderline annoying. Like I'm almost offended when rappers tell me they're gonna retire. Like, do you think I'm stupid? Is that what you think? Right. You, <laughs> like trying to take advantage of it? you trying to get one over on me? Like you think, oh, he's gonna retire. All right, so Tribbles jumped into the podcast, was good. Okay. Uh, she'll give a couple of her takes on uh on young Pastor Young uh allegedly retiring. So Um, well first off, I just I hate this new Twitter trend of like let me get on, write this long speech, and just say I'm retiring. Like, I mean, if you're gonna retire, just do it. Like, I do. I believe Jeezy's. Like, this may be Jeezy's last album, but is this Jeezy's last like piece of music we're gonna get? I I doubt it. Like, I think he's gonna be drop, jumping on remixes, doing his own kind of like remixes. I I wouldn't be surprised to see another like Jay Z type thing. Like, I'm gonna retire. This is my last shit, and then like it goes pretty well, and you come back. I can see that. I just I just. Mm. For someone the caliber of Jeezy, I feel like his retirement announcement should have been a big deal. And honestly, I feel like his last project that he put out, 
I keep on saying it. Like he had a, a song with J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar on it, and nobody really talked about it. Like it kind of came and went. It was it it, it was like a, a day on Twitter. Like people were more excited when they saw the actual track listing and saw mm-hmm. the feature than they were when they actually heard it. Like once they heard it, they were like, "All right, let's move on to the next thing." And I'm like, "What is what is going on here? Where people just how is that not a bigger deal?" I mean, that's, the, that's just the culture of music, though. Like, I just think at this point, we get so much music that, like, if it doesn't stick, and it, and when I say stick, like, stick as far as the masses, like, it does not matter. Um, I mean, and that, to me, I, I won't consider myself, like, a Jeezy stan, but I listen to a lot of Jeezy music. But I think everything post-103 has just been, like, I'll listen to it a few times and maybe grab, like, a couple of songs off of it. But as a project, I'm, like, not fucking with it. Um and like and I mean what was it what was the mixtape Tra- was it Trap or Die three was it mixed the late the last yeah. one with the Tra- summon on the cover Trap or Die three yeah like I think yeah. he was trying to go back to that TM one on one Jeezy and it's like because that's what everybody loves like I know that's what I love I love drug talking Jeezy like I mean I understand you mature with your music blah blah but I like that shit talking street talking Jeezy so when one oh three dropped you saw little hints of it but. I mean, if we just look at his his discography post one hundred three, it's just been very lackluster. And I think, I think, real niggas ex- like they respect Jeezy the legend, like Jeezy that we know that TM one hundred one, that TM one hundred two, um, can't ban a snowman mixtapes. Like we we love that Jeezy, and we gonna always press play because we know what Jeezy's capable of. But I just think like his wave's been over, if that makes sense, like. Yeah, I, I just don't think his last album was. It wasn't. Re- I don't think. I don't want to say it wasn't received well, but ah, people ain't really checking for Jeezy that much no more. I don't think that's kind of what it feels like at this point. It feels like, you know, maybe his career has kind of been winding down for a while. But, but I mean, some people would put Jeezy like in their in their top ten all time. Like there are people that actually think that about him. Just with the amount of work that he's put in, like even when he first came out, he wasn't the, you know, the greatest lyricist out there, but he's, he's gotten better with every, with every project. He's had a, he had a really good run. Even if you think about, um, like when Lil Wayne was pretty much on every song, on every mixtape, on every remix, everything like Jeezy was right Mm -hmm. there too. Like he was second place. If you couldn't get a Wayne feature, you got a Jeezy feature. And that was a big deal. Jeezy came with a movement, though. I think that's why, like, his presence was hard felt because, like, you can't tell me. I know, I know for me, like, being in the South, like, they literally banned snowman T-shirts. Sure I did. know those white people at the school sure didn't know did. what the fuck they meant, but they knew what Jeezy stood for. You know what I'm saying? So they just automatically assumed it was a bad thing. So I think Jeezy, his legacy speaks because not only did he provide the music that everyone fucked with, but it was just like, yo, like... Trap or Die was a movement. Like, I was in middle school, don't know what the fuck that is. I'm selling candy. <laughs> like, Trap or Die, like, I not mean, really. Keep trapping. I'm trapping, but, like, you know, what Gigi's talking about, what I'm doing, that's two totally different things. But it was just, like, he brought he brought some sense of being, like, cool when you fuck with Jeezy. Like, if you knew Jeezy music, he was, like, a cool kid. Um, and, I, and, like I said, I just think now, like, I don't even think trap music is like prevalent right now. Like, I mean, you can call what the Migos doing kind of trap music, but like that Jeezy, uh, Ti, UGK, like that kind of like trap shit we hear, like that's an old sound now. And G- and and Jeezy's going back to the old sound, so it's just like I fucks with it because I'm I'm a, I'm a casual listener, I'm a fan, but 
the mass is not fucking with that that movement, that sound anymore. It's, it's not yeah. a, it's dated. I, I was actually gonna put a, a wild hot take, but I have a lot of uh, ACL Twitter on my timeline, so yeah, I, was I was gonna trying say. to slander. I was, I was, gonna I was say, trying to slander. Hey, hey, I'm gonna need you to go ahead and put that hot take out right now. You, you got to. I was gonna. I was, go, I was gonna say that uh, Young Jeezy retired about two albums ago. So. Um, Damn. I mean, it's the truth. It's a, ah! Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, we got to keep Listen, it fuck. Like, I, like, I, really... I am saying this out of love. Like, I love Young Jeezy, but I'm actually about to pull up the. I'm gonna tell you the mixtape or album that really just solidified that he was done. Uh, I think it it was the Church in the Streets mixtape. I didn't listen album. To I don't think I listened to that. And seen it. Seen it all was cool, but it was. It was too clean. It, it didn't have that trap sound. He went back to it on uh, Trap or Die 3, but he was essentially just using the same formula he used before. But like like you said, now those times have passed. The kids aren't really talking about trapping. They're talking about, you know, vibes and like niggas is taking women and stuff like that. We're like like the, the, the crowd of like the hip hop listeners, like how many drugs can I take? Not how many drugs I can sell. So like it's just always, it's, it's essentially the inverse. Fair enough. Real quick, PJ, do you uh you ever checked out uh Takashi Six Nine? Yeah, I actually li- I actually listened to that whole album. It's a uh, it's good for working out. I give you that. I said the hey somebody said that on Twitter. I said the exact same thing, but I mean I'm not gonna lie. I want to hate on it. I couldn't. I couldn't hate on it, bro. Nah, you can't hate it. Like it, 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 it's it's good. It's good energy music. Uh, I don't listen a lot, but yeah. Uh, did did y'all did y'all listen to that um interview Breakfast Club? No, nah, I heard clips of it, but it yeah. it looked yeah, like I, it it spiraled down south pretty I, quick. I saw a clip. I saw like a forty second clip of him talking, and he just made no sense at all. I'm like, I I have no idea what you're saying. You've been talking for thirty seconds and haven't yeah. been able to put together one sentence. Yeah, it, it frustrated me. Uh, because it was a it was an hour of interview and like he's not really making any sense, so I just I cut it off uh in thirty minutes. Well, that's that's the Breakfast Club going for ratings at this point. Like they're going for what people are going to talk about. They're not and looking it's so for obvious. any. It's so uh, it's it's sad, man. Like I said this last week when we were talk when we were talking about the whole uh DJ MV DJ Samero thing. Like they're just going for stuff to get views and. Their ratings gotta be low because they're like, it's turn. Their show is turning to more of a publicity stunt now. Yeah, they, like, they don't have any good guests anymore. And even when they do have good guests, they don't know how to get anything good out of them. They're bad interviewers. Like that's that's something that people don't really talk about that much. Like they don't ask good questions, and they uh, talk over each other I, all the time. And it's it's just it's pathetic Char- at this Char- point. Charlemagne is like the the best. Like he's not the best interview, but he's like. He he brings out the tough questions out of out of everybody. DJ Envy, you know, you get the Captain Obvious questions out of DJ Envy. Uh, Angelique, Angelique, Angelique with her whole questions, like that's what Angelique does. Well, they can yeah, they can she, they can she, honestly she do that whole show without DJ Envy and Angelique. I mean, they proved, <laughs> they they've proven that they can do a good show without DJ Envy. Like they don't they don't need him there. Right. And, and the thing is, it's like everybody in the hip hop community, when you, especially like West Coast rappers like The Game and YG, um, they're te- they're telling us like, hey, we don't fuck with this dude. This guy isn't. He doesn't represent us. He's you know, uh, fake flagging and all this stuff. And what does the Breakfast Club do? They come right in and they're like, hey, come on our show so we can talk to you, so we can get people to look at our stuff. And it's just like. I, we see, and that's why I stopped watching them. Like we see what you're doing is borderline embarrassing. 
Like, have some integrity over there. Yeah, right. I don't. I don't listen to the Breakfast Club. The only thing I see about them is like the the snippets and the interviews. If I see something that piques my interest, I'll go check it out on Twitter. But I know I kind of bouncing back to the artist retiring. Ask you another question. Any of y'all? Any of y'all check out the Triple uh, XX or XXX Temptation uh, project? No. No. I've I've heard certain I've heard like songs. I haven't heard like a full mm-hmm. the full album mixtapes. I've heard a couple of his songs. To be honest, the his online persona and the way his music sounds are like completely opposite. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like complete. It, it kind of shocked me. I'm like, he's, he's very talented. He's a yeah. very talented dude. He just has a lot of issues. And it's unfortunate that the issues he have happen to be some of the worst of the issues that you can have. But my thing is with people, I know I was talking to uh, Michael Pratt on Twitter. A lot of the people these days want to judge, you know, they can't separate the artists from the actions. And they act like, you know, artists in the past haven't had questionable histories. It's just nowadays, anything that happens can be seen on social media, retweeted, transmitted a bunch of times. But if you just take the music for what it is, the guy is very, very, very talented. He's extremely talented. He can sing, he can play instruments, he can rap. He can make any type of genre of music that you you could want. You know what I'm saying? From alternative sort of a Spanish, uh, a track with some Spanish vibes on it. I was like, all right, you know, I added a couple of them songs to my playlist. Like, my question is with him, I was thinking about, does does his actual persona, like the things he's gone through, live through? He clearly has mental issues. You listen to his music, like he has like mental issues. Like he has issues he needs to work through, which is clearly apparent through his behaviors. But I wonder if he is the same artist he is without those issues, or who is he without those issues as an artist? You know what I'm saying? I think I think for me the the reason why I haven't really checked him out is because some of the things he's been doing he's doing it like at the very beginning like he's coming out the gate with these issues so it's easy for me to say you know what I can't really I can't really rock with this dude right now cuz he's he's like that's really like it's hard for me to get into the music cuz every time I hear something about him it's some nonsense along with it it's either him threatening women online and threatening his ex-girlfriend or whoever and going to jail and going to court so it's like i don't want to get into his music and then two months later he's in jail for 20 years and i don't hear anything else again it's like okay well what was the point of this you know what i'm saying like with other artists that i've listened to that i know have issues when they first came out they didn't have those kinds of issues like when chris brown first came out he didn't have those issues with you know domestic batteries and and his alleged drug use and and whatever even you know, someone like a uh, like R. Kelly, like that stuff didn't really come out till later. At least for me, I didn't know about the. I wasn't really big on R. Kelly like when he first came out, but mm-hmm. when I started listening to him, the whole like child abuse stuff didn't really come out until later on. So I don't know. It's just it's it's a lot. It's a lot with this kid. Like, there's a part of me that's like, hey, give the kid a chance. Try to listen to his music. Just try to separate the music from his, you know, personal life and what he's got going on, his legal troubles. Cause I have been able to do it. I've done it with Kodak Black. I listen to his music and he's in and out of jail all the time. That's so I, I, I think it's just, I think it's the, the type of crimes that he's doing. Like I've read some of the stuff from court and some of the stuff he's doing is kind of like, okay, like you, you got some issues, bro. I don't know if I can, be out here saying like, oh, I listened to this guy and it's like, do you know what he's done? Like, he's done some pretty horrific things, allegedly. Like, so you like to like be a, he, in his fan club, but I mean, at least 
check the music out. That's no different if he goes to jail and somebody makes a one hit wonder, like they're both going to be gone. So, I mean, just for the sake of discussion, I was like, ah, hey, let me check it out. I mean, cause I checked out his other project. I'm like, oh, this was not what I expected. So, well, like Tribbles was saying, there's so much music out there that I don't really feel the need that I have to, I don't have to give everybody a chance right now. Like he'll be all right. Yeah. So right now, a big, uh, topic of discussion in this country is gun violence. If you're paying attention to the news, uh, about about a month ago or so, there was a shooting in uh, South Florida at a, and this is important, an affluent school in a nice neighborhood with, uh, you know, kids that, you know, would never normally experience something like this. Fast forward to now, they had a uh, march today on uh, gun violence. I think the, uh, Damn, what's that thing called? For the parade, the uh, permit they put in was for like 500,000 people. So there was a lot of people out there marching and rallying for, uh, I guess, gun control, better, bigger, uh, bigger, better restrictions on guns. And uh, the one thing I want to point out is like, again, these kids are doing great things. But how how long have we had gun control issues in other, you know, non-affluent communities? Like these kids are on the cover of Time magazine you know, because of things they're doing. But I'm sure down the road, they're in South Florida, you can go down to, you know, Miami, numerous parts of Miami where they probably have those same type of issues, but uh, it's not treated the same way. So I, I applaud what they're doing, but I just want to get some of y'all's thoughts on, you know, kind of the hypocrisy now of these kids are getting the shine. And, and mind you, I'm not hating, I'm not throwing any shade, I just want to see the same energy across the board, so. I wouldn't say it's hypocrisy. Per se, if you paid attention to today's march, because today was a big march they had all across the nation, everywhere from Denver to Morristown, New Jersey, even had a, like small little cities had their marches as well as the big ones, obviously. Um, but it wasn't just about the shooting at the school. It was very inclusive about gun control. The march wasn't just for the shooting that happened in Florida. It's gun control as a whole and making changes, legislative changes, so that way there could be a difference for the future. You had people out there in D.C. on Capitol Hill from Chicago talking about the violence, you know, just from drive-bys and, and all these other places. So it's not necessarily just the school. And I think that's what's going to be key to making this movement last because they're not just focusing on that one school or any other just school-specific shootings that's happened like Columbine, Virginia Tech, and such. They're being inclusive. So I think that's something that stuck out to me today in terms of Hopefully, it actually making a difference. I don't know. What do y'all think? Yeah, I, I it's agree. It's not going to change, but continue. Yeah, I agree with with what you were saying as far as like the march. Like today, I think it was very inclusive. Um, I think specifically the walkout, which was like last week or maybe. Oh, two that weeks was ago. beautiful. That, that was beautiful. That was beautiful, but that was also. I mean, it was also towards like the school, and I and I and I get what Breeze is saying. It's just like we. And I say we because I feel like, you know, if you send a retweet, you're trying to be a part of this movement. You're trying to, you know, vocalize whatever's happening um, in society. But I, I do think comparing the backlash that we saw with Black Lives Matter, like when Black Lives Matter was was trying to push and get CNN slots and, you know, hell, get on Fox News and all these other entities and asking for us to be covered and asking for our voices excuse me, our voices to be heard, it was, it was always a book, you know, we, you know, we're, we're presented with the issue that was in Dallas, like when Black Lives Matter was doing a protest and some random guy decided to shoot cops, you know, so then mm -hmm. Black Lives Matter was now anti-cop. So I think like the difference between the Parkland kids and the, the forefront of the Parkland kids and the forefront 
of Black Lives Matter is one, I think they do have, they're more transparent of what they want and why they want it. I think Black Lives Matter, like it was so many different entities. Like you saw D-Ray and um, I think her name was Netta. Like you had the, you had the Twitter crowd, like the Twitter Black Lives Matter. Then you could go to like a city like Charlotte or go to Atlanta and they have three or four different like reasons of why they're doing it. So I think the reason why Parkland is giving a lot of love is I do, some I believe it has something to do with the race, but I think more so they just kind of lay out what the fuck they want and they stand behind it. It's not, it's not any like blurriness in between what they want and what they're trying to do. And I think just looking back at Black Lives Matter, like, and what they were trying to do, it was so many different points that they were trying to make that we couldn't focus on one, like one simple goal. That makes sense. Now, I didn't mean to say that earlier, they did acknowledge that, you know, even the kids acknowledge that the, you know, non-affluent inner city areas don't get the same treatment. So that's kind of, kind of cool. They acknowledge that it was pretty, uh, Pretty impressive. So, did but you yeah. guys see Vic Mensa? Mm-mm, no, I didn't see him out there. So he he performed, and um, after the march and everything was done, they actually interviewed him. I forget which news, uh, which news station it was, but they actually interviewed him, and I took notes because I thought he was, he spoke so well. Uh, first of all, shame on you for not letting me know how cute he was because we definitely saw him at concert, but I couldn't tell from how far we were. Uh, yeah, Vic Mensa is really cute. Anyway, more importantly. Back at sub- uh, subject, he spoke well, and he basically was talking about how he thought it was interesting how it took white victims of gun violence for people to really start listening about gun violence at hand. And he was saying it's even further interesting, and I'm paraphrasing here a little bit, but he said it's even further interesting because gun violence can get anybody. It doesn't matter who you are or where you're from, because at the end of the day, we all bleed red. Um, so if you guys can just do a quick Google about, it was like maybe a minute or two minute interview that he did with this newscaster. And I thought he spoke very well in terms of just kind of calling out the BS that's out there. But I have a question. So like, how do you guys feel? Because I hear, I hear, you know, hear you quote what Vic Mensa says. And I'm like, we saw white kids get killed. Like it, um, damn, it's been so many like damn shootings. My mind just went blank. Sandy Hook. Sandy Hook, yes. Yeah. In Connecticut, which is which is like one of the most affluent states in the United States. So, you know, and we, and these were little children, like children mm-hmm. that didn't even get to, you know, fully experience what life has to offer them. And we saw their lives being tragically t- taken. And literally like three to four months, we, we're not even worried about Sandy Hook anymore. So I'm like, I hear that. But I hear about the color and the race, but I'm like, if anything, I would have thought a little Little white elementary kids would have got guns up out of here, not, you know. You got to have, uh, I, I think you have to have very deep pockets for, uh, to make any kind of change here. Like, I, I do believe that protesting and, you know, walking out and marching, I think there is a purpose for all that stuff. I think that stuff does matter. It does help to change people's minds. I just don't know what it takes to get someone in office or in power or, you know, I don't know what it gets to get them to change their, their mind on these things. Like the people who say, hey, it, people should be able to buy whatever kind of automatic rifle they want. I don't know what you can say to get that person to change their mind or change their views on that. Because it's, it's almost like going into a, a Christian church and trying to convince them to be Muslim. Like, hey, let me stand on this pulpit in your Christian church. You believe in Jesus. I'm going to try to convert you into some other religion, any religion. Like, 
that's pretty much what it's like trying to convince someone to change their views on guns. Either even if you're someone who's like, hey, we should be more uh, strict on gun laws and you know guns shouldn't be so readily accessible trying to change that person's mind is just as hard and it's just guns or guns and religion are the two things that are pretty much impossible to change people's minds on yeah but i think that's also what's interesting with this movement is you know when you you go to the open house and such and these kids are out there talking they're literally calling out these senators like hey you know are you going to take money from the nra anymore i think it's a lot more transparent now whether or not it's going to make a huge change, maybe, maybe not, but at least it definitely calls people out that are out there on Capitol Hill and makes it more transparent as far as who's accepting funding from the NRA. And so everybody who's a part of this movement, who's a part of this march or whatever the case may be, they can see that and it'll hopefully reflect somewhat, at least something when it pulls, uh, when the polls come out in November. The, the reason I know that the, the, the gun laws are not going to change is because they were interviewing people that were at the Las Vegas shooting and they were saying that they don't want anything to change. They don't want gun gun laws to be changed, even though they were just a victim of gun violence. Yeah. They were like, I mean, I still want the right to have my guns and whatever <laughs> guns I can get, I should be able to get them. So it's <laughs> like, okay, like if you can't change their minds, <laughs> like they got shot at, they saw people get killed in front of them. You can't change their mind. I don't know how you're going to change a politician's mind. But see, I think that's the thing. Like, people don't realize, like, they're they're lobbying or they're asking for sh- stricter gun laws. Not saying that you can't have a gun. Exactly. They're just right. saying, hey, maybe if you went to a psychiatric ward yesterday, you shouldn't be able to buy a gun tomorrow. Like, that's what we're everyone, like, I feel like the pro, like, gun laws are just saying, like, Let's just get some type of order to it. I don't really care how many guns you own as long as you're legally sane to do so and you have the proper training to own one. Like, that's all I'm caring about. That's it. Like, but I, but I think the other side, they're just hearing, like, gun control, gun laws. It's like, you're going to take all my guns away. No, Susan and Bob, I could give two <laughs> Like, I just want to make sure you're not crazy. And that you're not going to go to the local mall or come up to my, my kid's school and shoot us up. And then you want to play the, oh, he had mental issues card. What well, how do you have mental issues and a gun license? That doesn't, ma- that doesn't match up. So how, how do you guys feel about um, teachers having firearms at school? That's a no. I, I, I per- <laughs> That's a no I, for me. <laughs> hard pass. I, I'm, hard pass. Man, it's, it's tough because I, I, know, I know how hard it is to be a teacher. I have family members and friends that are teachers. Mm-hmm. I know how how little they get paid. I know that they don't get the kind of backing from the superintendents and from the city or the state. They don't get paid that much. But for the, for for cities and states to be able to find the money to get them guns and gun training mm-hmm. is kind of a slap yeah. in the face to them. To me, mm-hmm. if if the teachers were getting proper, if schools were getting proper funding teachers were getting paid like we talked about this last week this teacher that gets paid like what was it thirty forty thousand dollars but she needed a eighty thousand dollars degree yeah. to get that job or something like that mm-hmm. yeah if teachers were getting paid enough and they had you know the correct resources i could almost understand like saying like hey we have this teacher he's ex-military or he's a former you know police officer or he has like really good training in this area 
and he is volunteering or he is he or she is volunteering like hey i will be that person for you to to hold the gun and if something happens i'll be the person to kind of i i take the fight to them but i i i don't feel comfortable with a teacher that's you know never shot a gun before saying you know like just randomly like okay now you're getting trained once a year to carry a gun like once a year is not enough for me to feel safe sending my kid to the school with a teacher with a gun mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. my my fear is like if the teacher gets into alter- altercation with a child ha- happens to be your child and then like they just snap and they just pull out they just pull out the pistol i mean like it, it's over and then um that and I, I agree with the budget. Like you, so y'all can't afford to buy supply school supplies for the kids, but you can buy some some weapons. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I've said like whatever the government invests their money in is what they care about. They care about guns and locking people up. Like they put so much money in the prisons and keeping guns out. But they don't put money in the school, so it's like, I mean, they're telling you what they care about. And even, right. even if you give a teacher a gun, that's essentially a death wish for them. If there is, God forbid, another mass shooting at a school, and you're the only teacher at that school with a gun, you're pretty much going to your death. Your and target. And mm. that, and I, and I, it, it's 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 an honorable way to go out. You you'd be remembered as a hero for the rest of the time. That is not what you went to college to do. You did not study a teacher to die in a blaze of glory in a shootout with some, you know, mass shooter. Like, that's not what you're trained to do. And what's like, wrong with just heightening security? I mean, I, granted, we saw at the, at the school shooting last month, there was supposed to be an officer taking care of business, but he stood outside for reasons that we're still unclear about. But what's wrong with just having extra security? That's what they're there to do. People who signed up to do that who swore an oath to serve their community so why not just heighten up the security a little bit versus putting these teachers in uncomfortable predicaments to where now they have to deal with the firearm well a lot of people don't want their schools to feel like a military base but real quick i just saw something on twitter which is crazy i don't know the whole context now i'm gonna go watch this interview but apparently a killer mike was on nra tv which i have them blocked on twitter because they probably put something while crazy on the timeline. But he had a quote saying, and I don't know all the context of this quote, but it's, uh, they might be getting Killer Mike out the paint pretty soon. He said, and I quote, I told my kids on the school walkout, I love you. If you walk out that school, walk out my house. We are not a family that jumps on every single thing an ally of ours does because some stuff we just don't agree with. So, yeah. Um, well, all right, Killer Mike. I mean, he's sitting there. I mean, he's on there with the end racism T-shirt. So, I again, I'm going to have to watch the whole interview. Maybe he says some stuff out other than that. You know, they always want to get the hot clip or the hot uh, sound bite or the hot, uh, the hot couple bars from him. But, yeah, that sounds kind of crazy. <laughs> like, all right, man. God bless. So, but, yeah, we're going to move on from that because we all know that it's a bunch of nonsense. We just hope that uh, – the kids stay safe, and I, I hope they actually make a difference. But if I had to bet uh, an amount of money on that, I'd, I'd probably be willing to bet that it's not going to happen. So, but real quick, uh, 
we're gonna jump right into it. I had a couple more things we want to talk to, but we need to get to the, to the meat and potatoes discussion. So we, hold we up. specifically hold up, up. hold Sanders up, hold up. Hey, it's a real ass nigga. I want to go ahead and blame somebody real quick. First of all, I think a member of the committee podcast is really acting like Takashi Teriyaki sixty nine this whole <laughs> week. So now it's time to get oh. to what we do best. Let's go ahead, bring that ass here, boy, Mister oh. Sniffles. Let's go ahead and talk about this bring next topic. Energy. Thank you. Oh, bring brought the energy. energy to the podcast. Let's go. Damn, you got all right. You. Let's just so, say the group chat this week has been entertaining. Um. So, so PJ, PJ uh, was introduced to Marcus Stiffles on Twitter this week, and he, uh, he has some takes that he wanted to come discuss with him. You know, this is, a, this is a format for the people, you know what I'm saying? If you got some beef, you can, not necessarily beef, but if you want to chop it up, sometimes you can't get everything out in uh, 280 characters. So, you know, we, we brought them along so they can, uh, they can before, have a discussion. Before, so. before PJ gets started, let me just explain how we got to this point. On, on the Reduced Lunch podcast, I was listening to it. I think it was like two episodes ago. Um, they were talking about their unpopular music opinions. And usually when I listen to the podcast, I usually like to tweet about it and answer the questions that they're talking about. So I tweeted at Freddie Beat, shout out to him. My unpopular music opinion is that Michael Jackson is overrated. That's all I said. I said he was a little overrated. Maybe need to what knock the <laughs> And then, and then, all, and then, and then I guess it got, it got word got around to it. It got to the reduce list podcast to the whole group, and they, they tried to get me up out of the paint with the quickness. So oh. that's how we got here. Really, really quick. Uh, I just want to say I woke up, got on Twitter, and I saw Flex Washington with the white from that horrible <laughs> ass Michael Jackson movie on my timeline. I'm like, who the fuck? <laughs> that shit is scary. That shit is scary. Let's watch it on my timeline. I see Marcus Snipper and I knew oh, that the Michael Jackson debate uh, took a turn. Like, Mark, 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 <laughs> Marcus has been, been trolling Michael Jackson like this whole week. First he had Michael Jackson mugshot. Then he had Flex Alexander on there. Then he had Joe Jackson. I was like, bruh. <laughs> Oh my god! Like uh, the pictures might have been a little too far, but hey, I had to defend myself. I had to defend myself. I was saying I was tweeting what my what my chest out. Yeah, you definitely was, man. But you know, I I, I had to get you, man, because you know, Mike, Mike, my boy, man, next to Prince, Mike, my boy, man. So, I mean, it it, it is what it is. Like at at some point, we got to start looking at these legends and saying, like, hey. You're, you're not going to be the best forever. You're not going to be the greatest forever, especially in the internet age. We can go back and really dissect what you've done, yeah. you know, who you worked with and all these things. And you can go back and you can, you know, re-listen to some of the music. And, and when I was a kid, like, I loved Michael Jackson growing up. Like, everything Michael Jackson did for me when I was a kid, he could do no wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. no one is ever going to do the numbers that Michael Jackson did. Like, no one's going to do the kind of numbers that Thriller did. I don't, I, at least in my lifetime, I don't think anybody's going to have an album that blows up that big. Like, Beyonce, Bruno Mars, Kanye West, nobody. Nobody is ever going to do another Thriller again. No one, no one has the influential uh, umbrella that Michael Jackson has. If you look at the people became entertainers because of Michael Jackson, You'll have a an A list of entertainers out there who all credit Michael Jackson for who they are today. 
So I'm not going to take any of that away from Michael Jackson. What I will do is I don't see an issue being able to criticize Michael Jackson for putting out shitty music. And I don't think that's a, I don't think that's wrong. Uh, I mean, hey, I'm I'm a um I'm a objective fan as well. But you know, but for you to say that uh anything after bad was trash, I mean I have to disagree with you because that's egregious. I said anything after bad was average to mediocre. Wasn't great. Did did you not hear the dangerous album? Yes. The Dangerous album is actually it's solid, but when you compare it to the things that he did before, bad. Like if you if you just had Dangerous on its own, like as his debut album, that's a solid first album. That's pretty solid. But he's coming off of Bad, which I think, in my opinion, is better than Thriller. And I, he I, had I Oh my God. And he had Off the Wall, which is his best album he's ever made. Okay, so it's come like, on. okay, so now you come out with dangerous, and it's like, okay, that's just average. Like, I know you can do better than this. You're you're a better artist than that. How is that average? I'm gonna run through the track list of dangerous real quick. You have Jam, Why You Want a Trip, In the Closet, She Drives Me Wild, Remember the Time, Can't Let Her Get Away, Heal the World, Black or White, Who Is It, Given to Me, Will You Be There, Keep the Faith, Gone Too Soon, and Dangerous. Yeah, there's like two or three great songs, and then the rest are just Okay. Huh. Great. Oh, well, hold on. Now, now you're changing the argument. So now they all have to be great songs. I'm saying it's not, it's, not a great, song. it's not a great album, though. Remember That's the, what I'm saying. Like, you can, uh, you can have an average one, album. Two, three, no, I'm saying four, you can have average songs, or you can have great songs on an average album. A third of the album is singles. That doesn't like, make great, great songs. See, this is, where, this is where, like I just said, his argument right. becomes... This Takashi six nine thing because it's like you're just reaching for attention. The guy just named five straight fire songs. That's what? enough to carry any argument, any CD to the to like a platinum status, to a great status. Like, and you're holding them at too high of a at too high of yeah, a standard. Saying, saying five straight fire songs is a reach right there. And if you're Michael Jackson at this point, Michael Jackson could have released an album of him just farting on a record and it would have went platinum. Like let's let's be real for a second. Michael okay, Jackson. Rem- remember the time is is probably one of his greatest songs time, in my opinion. Remember, remember the time. Black or white. Jam, in a closet. I, Jam with Michael okay. Jordan. Jam is okay to me. That's not great. Had, not, well, that song was right. The, the Free Willy song. Oh, you had Dangerous. I mean, it, it, it's a it's a lot to go off. Yeah, that's now, three man. really good songs. The rest of the three, album, not just three. Heal the world's not a good song. Yeah, I said heal the world. Black or white. And I'll give you dangerous. Will you be there from Free Willy? That was a great song. Gone too soon is a great song too. Dangerous is a great song too. Yeah, I said dangerous. I said dangerous. That's five. That's five. No, I said I said I was giving them three. I said I'd give them dangerous, black or white, and heal the world. The other ones, average to okay. Remember the time? Are you serious? I said remember the time. I said (laughs) dangerous. I'm making sure. Remember the time and like I feel like I'm speaking Spanish. I said those I'm, three I'm, songs. I'm, I mean, you said you said it was three great great songs on Dangerous. So yeah, we, remember the we time, thought, Black or White and Dangerous. All those other songs are okay to me. Like they're not great songs. It's so it's fine, but like I said, I'm not gonna sit here and lower the bar for Michael Jackson. Like he set the bar to where it was, and he yeah. didn't. 
it's it's it wasn't good enough, man. It's like it, I feel like we can be honest about that. I mean, I, I can be honest, and I'm 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 an objective fan about everybody. Now, I will say that history was trash. Okay, and then what? Let's talk about the next album. I thought history, history. was just the greatest hits, though. No, uh, history, history. What it, the first CD was the greatest hits. Then the second CD was like a, a full length album. Now they only had like two good songs on there. Was like "Scream" with Janet Jackson, and they don't care about us. That those were the only two good songs. I take that back. They had like four four good songs on there. Well, damn. Scream. They don't care about us. Earth song and um, Strangers in Moscow. Basically, all the singles that he put out were, were the best songs on there. You scroll. My thing is this. Oh, wait, 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 wait. You're missing one. Uh, according to the track list, You Are Not Alone is on there also. How okay, now that, that pushes it back alone. to the great yeah. level. You're yeah. Not alone. You're, yeah, You're Not Alone. Ooh, in the and Smile. Smile is a great song, too. I love that song. But actually, uh, I'm, I'm about to put an asterisk by You Are Not Alone, who was uh, written by R. Kelly, who plagiarized the song. So we're going to put an asterisk, put oh, an asterisk wow. by that. No, we can't. He still performed <laughs> the heck out of that song. Man. He did. But, and he yeah. had a nice, like, soccer mom cut in the videos. <laughs> I, just, I just think that the way we felt about Michael Jackson growing up, like, you know, dancing in the kitchen, putting on, you know, socks. You could try to moonwalk in the kitchen and, and doing the no, spin. I, I, can't I feel even, like, I I can't feel like all that. To that because I didn't even like Michael Jackson as a kid. I, I preferred MC Hammer. They had their little beef what? thing going on. I was a what? Big, uh, okay, so you're, so you're one of the, the like, 1% of people that didn't grow up lo- loving Michael Jackson. So for the rest of us, for the majority of us, that but I'm saying not, now I'm not going back and trying to hate on Michael Jackson just to get my Twitter popping. I, I'm a realist. Yeah. I'm not you, go, I, he, you're saying hate. You're saying growing up to love him like we we're forced to, to like his music. His music is great. Like I, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying a lot of us grew up loving Michael Jackson. I'm not saying no one forced it on us. All I'm saying is that the memories that we have of Michael Jackson aged better than his music did. Like we love the moment. We love the way it made us feel. Listening to Michael Jackson as a his kid, music or as came a out before I was born. Most of it, most of the hits. I understand that, but you still grew up listening to it. Most of us still like all the songs that I grew up loving from Michael Jackson came out way before I was born. But that doesn't mean that my parents didn't play it in the house and I still listened to it. It was still good music. But okay, so can you the, do the, me a favor here? Since since you're obviously reaching, name an artist that's better than Michael Jackson. Since, since Michael Jackson's such a huge let No, no, no. I'm, we're we're going to stay on Michael Jackson because I don't want this. Because if I. Oh, start, yeah, because no, yeah, wait, I no, know somebody you're going to bring. And I'm they Mike, had several <laughs> albums with under five fire tracks. If I, start list, if I start listing artists that I think are better than Michael Jackson, then this podcast will be Listen, two hours I, long. I'll give you one. I'll give you one. Prince. Prince, Prince was a million times better than Michael Jackson. And it's like, not even but close. see, wait, you can't even make that argument because <laughs> Prince had a lot of work that started to fall off or we weren't listening to anymore. Prince, Prince, Prince was all original. Like, if his shit was shitty, it was his shitty shit. Like, Michael Jackson had, like, shitty music that was written by other people. Prince was always pushing the envelope with his music, though. He was always changing his sound. He was always trying to do something different. He was always trying to push himself musically. Whereas Michael Jackson, after... With Off the Wall, he went for that kind of disco sound, which was really cool. Thriller, 
he kind of went with the more rock sound. And even on, and I feel like on Bad is where he kind of perfected it. He perfected the sound that he was looking for on Thriller. And then mm-hmm. after that, it was like he was trying to do a little bit of the rock stuff still. And then you try to do like some hip hop and rapping beats. And I'm swing. just like, yo, yeah. what are you doing? And it just didn't, it didn't sound good. And it sounded like he was kind of reaching for things like, okay, this is what's hot on the radio. So let me try to do this sound or something like that. Let me try to get on a song with Biggie Smalls, which is terrible. I don't know who decided to do that. Yeah, I don't know who. That I song know. is. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Who got on a song with Biggie Smalls? <laughs> Michael Jackson. Hey, I, 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 I listened to Invincible this week. What I will say is, and let's I'm a preface. Right, let's be honest about Invincible. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna not be honest. I'm, I'm gonna keep it a buck. Invincible has some beautiful songs on there. <laughs> it does. It has some beautiful. It has some beautifully <laughs> arranged <laughs> songs on there. It was sequenced horribly. And then a lot of the, it was the sequencing was bad. Like just how the songs were put together is just terrible. And then there's just some bad songs. But what I will say is, at the time when he released his album, he was 43 years old. So I mean, and it still went double platinum. So again, he still can move the needle. But with Michael Jackson at that point, and I'm, I'm gonna take it to my argument I had on Twitter, is the music business. Michael Jackson has a formula of the type of music he puts out. Uh, the type of vibe he likes to get, the type of tracks he likes. It met all those criteria. It sounded like he was kind of reaching back to some of his old, some of the old ways he did songs. The message was the same. He's talking about, you know, police brutality, racism, uh, protecting the children, things that he's touched on on a lot of his albums. And he tried to bring that into 2001 or 2002 or something like that. But I mean, regardless, even his trash is, you know, still, you know, successful. To point. Well, that's that's the thing. That's Michael Jackson, though. Like, th- there there's only one Michael Jackson. Like, you say Michael Jackson, like people in other countries, excuse me, people in other countries that don't even speak English know the words to Michael Jackson songs. That's like Michael Jackson is global. Like, people know Michael Jackson. No matter what Michael Jackson does, this shit's gonna do numbers. Like, that's that's not even a that's, that, there's no question about that. That's undeniable. Michael Jackson, when it comes to numbers, like I said earlier. Nobody will ever be as accomplished as a solo artist as Michael Jackson. No one will ever do it. Not in my lifetime. And especially not in the age of streaming and the internet where you can just listen to whoever you want and just pick out certain songs you like. No one's ever going to have the career. Michael Jackson is a once in a lifetime. He had a once in a lifetime run. And no one's going to have that. And I'm not going to take, I, I will, I cannot take that away from him. Yep, no I'm one not, except Drake. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and act okay. like he never did anything bad or he never put out something average, mediocre, and true. We're not we're not we're, we're okay. And but that's all I'm holding, saying. I feel like you're holding him to a high standard though. He like, is a high standard. songs you're saying do you, do we not hold our great artists as high standards? Like if Kanye West puts out a mediocre album, are you not gonna call him out on that? If if Jay-Z puts out a mediocre album, do we not call them on that? Like that is the point of greatness. Like we when you when you're when you've established that you can be great and that you can put out classic material, that's what you expect. Like you don't you don't expect the next okay. Jay Z. Okay, wait, like, whoa, okay whoa, do we expect whoa, the next Kanye West project whoa, to be whoa, average, whoa. or do Look, we expect it to be great? So to I your mean, according according to Twitter, people thought uh, Jesus was trash. According to my question, of Jesus was definitely garbage. Oh wow, well, Jesus, Jesus oh, was it? Hold, hold hold that thought. 
But yeah, I mean, we, can, we can get back to that because I got we got. I got yeah, because I got a point here to make. My thing is this now. OK, now you, you just talked about Jay-Z and I understand that he's one of your all time favorites. You're a Jay-Z stand. Jay-Z is the greatest rapper to ever live. OK, he did put out Kingdom Come. He did pull mm-hmm. out Magna no, Carta, no, 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 no. which, which were Kingdom very, Come is not Kingdom Come, Kingdom Come Kingdom is not Come bad. Was a, was a poorly timed album, but that album itself is great. You it know, still sucks. It, 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 no, it did was not, not so. good. No, you guys are gonna know. No, you're gonna listen to what I say. That <laughs> album sucked. Okay, it, it ain't no not. going back to yeah. it. You're not gonna oh, sit here and hold Michael today. Jackson to this high standard when Jay Z put out bad albums. Every artist puts out trash eventually. It's just right. how it goes. Okay, if you go through my likes. You can see that I live tweeted me myself listening to the Blueprint 2, and I flamed the fuck out of that album. It's on my timeline. You can go through my likes and look at it. I but yet, that still, album. You, but yet still, you say that he's the greatest rapper of all time, which I don't think so. But you still say he's the greatest rapper of all time. Now, Michael Jackson, okay, even if we agree that he put out some duds, you're trying to say that he ain't the GOAT? Like, come on, dude. No, he's not. Who's better? Prince. Prince. <laughs> Prince is not better than Michael Jackson. Y'all yes, Prince, put the Hennessy down, you niggers, please. It's a it's a it's a it's a, not an apples to apples comparison. They're two different types. They're both pop stars. Exactly. Two two Michael different Jackson type is, of artists. Michael Jackson is the better is the better entertainer. No. Prince is the better all around. Michael player. Jackson no. was an industry plant. Oh. You know what? You're out of here. You're out of here. Get her off the paint. I'm just, I'm just close to get you out the paint. That's get her off the paint. I'm gonna let that slide because we're good people, but we're not gonna. This is not what we fit to do. This is not what we fit to do. I mean, now that I think about it, like, yeah, maybe. Like, how did he do those numbers so quickly? How did he get so many of these great people to work Listen, with him? In, in I wonder. My, in, in my defense, though, the Jackson Five movie is like my top five favorite movies of all time. Like, I love that movie. Can't quote it for days. So shout out to Michael Jackson. It's a long ass movie, and I watch yeah. it. I watch it all every time it comes on. Yeah, hella long too. Well, again, it's 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 absurd. Like I will say, in fairness, I find myself listening to Prince more now. But at the same time, if I go down the Michael Jackson Michael Jackson rabbit hole, I'm in it. Like I'm going from song to song, track to track, for hours. Need I mean, if people's can- taste changes, but. To say that he's a better entertainer is crazy because I was telling Adolphus earlier, I, as a normal person, could have went to go see Prince perform, which unfortunately I did not. Me, as a normal person, would have no chance of seeing Michael Jackson perform, even at the age of 40 or 50, whenever he passed away. It wasn't Mm going to happen because he's still that big of an icon, even in the latter stage of his career. Like his his tour that he's about to have, if I'm not mistaken, was going to be sold out before he unfortunately passed. So he's not. My thing is he's not performing at the uh, the, the arena in your local city. Like he's doing stadiums. You know what I'm saying? He's doing world tours. So that that's got to count for something. Even though Prince, talent wise and musician, is leaps and bounds better than him because of, for the fact that he can play instruments. But you know here's here's the argument I want to bring up. So like, let's just look at. Adolf, well, I think somebody was going to bring up Jay-Z or Beyonce, whatever the case may be. But, like, at, like I'm going to use Beyonce as an example. I think Beyonce has one of the biggest fan bases that we've seen today. Well, like, as of today. Like, she is the standard for fan bases. Like, Beyonce can drop an album today with her just breathing, and I'm pretty sure it'll be number one on every chart that could ever come out. 
My question is, how much of Michael Jackson's like doing post the great album? Because like, and and I, I and I tweeted it today. Like Marcus was like having his little rant. Like I get where he was coming from. Like I think it was outlandish how he was tweeting it, but I get it. Like at a certain point, Michael Jackson peaked, and then everything after it was just like, uh, I mean, it's good, but it's not what this. Like it wasn't during this run, but at the same time, like Michael Jackson at like 40, 50 years old, sold out within seconds. Is that because of the, the his whole discography or, or as, or just cause it's Michael Jackson. So you can say like, I went to a Michael Jackson concert. So it's just, it's just like, are we, at what point are we looking at talent or are we looking at, okay, the fan bases that these people or these artists have been able to, you know, to create from past works because I'm, I, I'm, uh, a Beyonce fan by association. I'm a Jay Z fan, so therefore I have to be a Beyonce fan. And like I can say some of her stuff. That's not true. That's that not is, true. That's, that's very absolutely true. not true. I, and so like I can say that some of Beyonce's work, some of it is like lackluster, but at the same time, on the run two came out, the, the, the ticket sales came out, and I got tickets. Just because I know she puts on a great show, like I know who she is. Like I know I'm not gonna be disappointed in a Beyonce show because of her old work, not necessarily the new stuff that may be coming sooner or later. I yeah, felt I, like me and my nigga Patrick are on the same same wavelength here. Y'all motherfuckers is crazy. Michael Jackson is by far the greatest mm-hmm. artist of all time. I mean, sometimes when one I'm beat, going one beat to Prince. Okay, whatever. When and that's definitely inaccurate. Anyway, like I was saying, there are certain songs that in your lifetime that touch you deep down in your core. I've been out here thugging for over thirty mm-hmm. years pulling pistols out, <laughs> selling drugs, doing all that. And I could still cut on Michael Jackson, man in the mirror, and it can instantly change the way that I feel for that day, for that month, for that being of time. This guy has powerful ballads in his gun clip. Like he, he is the best artist ever. There's no Barbara Streisand. There's no Elvis Presley. There's no Prince. Nobody's on the level of Michael Jackson. And I feel like the people that think this way are just reaching and dissing and they're going to end up in a fucked up position. Quote to Drake. Okay, stop quoting Drake. Wow, so we're going to quote Drake. Yeah, He's one of the best me. artists of all time. Thank you. Who? Who? Aubrey? Aubrey? His name is Drake. Get it right. He's uh-huh. one of the greatest artists mm-hmm. of all time and hasn't dropped a classic album. That's right. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, anyway, we're not, we're not on there. We're talking about Michael Jackson, so thank you. It's just I mean, the, you, I mean you you brought him up. And then my thing is, is, as far as the whole, like, comparing him to Prince, like, if we're going to talk versatility as an entertainer, like Michael Jackson gives you the pop songs. He gives you the dance songs. Now he does have a few of those ballads and like the world songs, like the heal the world type songs. But mm-hmm. when it gets, I mean, is what was I'm, Prince I'm, on? We are the world. He was supposed to be, but he, but, there, but he it, wasn't. It, no, if he you read his though. book, if you read, but he his wasn't, book, if you read his book, they he wasn't, wanted, they wanted him on it, but there was something else that happened. And then he ended up he, doing he his didn't own make the song. Cut. Michael Jackson did. Thank you. It's not that I rest my case, sir. It's not that he got cut. President, I, President won't be in the same room with all those other, um, those other artists, so he passed on it. Yeah, and he did his own song that helped to raise money. That the the heal the world song, because that song was to raise money for charity. So Prince did his own song and was able to do the same thing. Now, I, I I'm going to ask everybody to to a question when it comes to Michael Jackson songs. 
and maybe because I don't know. I don't know the answer. So I'm going to ask you guys to see if y'all know. What is the song in Michael Jackson's career that you can listen to and be like, okay, it's it's time to it's time to get down. Like I'm trying to get me some because this Michael Jackson song done put me in the mood and I'm ready to get getting some draws. Does Michael Jackson have that kind lady of lady in my life? Yeah, lady. Yes, I was, I was just about to say the same thing. Yep, that is cool. Okay, now lady, my, okay, now lady in my life is a romantic song. I'm talking about I'm trying to fuck song. And this is you moving the goalposts with your arguments. Like, if we're going to keep it a buck, like, let's get it on as a hella trash uh, Get the Cheeks song. Like, let's, let's keep it a buck. Like, I, I'm, not, I'm not fucking to that song. Let's not lie to ourselves. But, I, you know, that comes on and the old people are, oh, yeah, cut that. Like, come on. That's for old not. people, though. I'm not. I'm no, not but so- people still carry that same, that same energy. Like, oh, yeah, Arvin, get like, bro, come on, dog. Okay, so I'm trying to hear some pretty rookie. Where, where, where did I move the goalposts is what I'm wondering. How did I move the goalposts? Because you just made, like, okay, you could ask that for any artist. Like, why are you specifically singling out Michael Jackson? I'm, 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 asking, the, I'm asking that we're talking about Michael Jackson, right? So who else am I going to ask it about? <laughs> that doesn't like, make who are you sense. asking about? You, uh, okay. Okay, so because he, okay, so if he doesn't have that if he, I, I, can, I can give you an answer. What? What's the song? I can give you three. You are not alone. Break a dawn. You are not alive. alone. What? I mean, you can make love to you are not alone. I don't know about straight like fuck, but like I, I can see it. You are not alone. I, I, I break a dawn from the. If that's how you get done, then that, that that's that's fine. If that's what you do. That that's I'm not I'm not here to I'm not here to argue about what songs that people like to have sex to. I'm just asking the question because I I went through his discography and I listened to all the songs and I was like, and I I noticed that that part of Michael Jackson's style was missing like he doesn't really have he doesn't really have that sex appeal you know what i'm saying like at least in his music now maybe like in his off time when he was you know not being michael jackson when he was behind the scenes he was probably getting down but i just don't i don't i didn't hear that in his music and sometimes you need that from an artist right like sometimes there's something you, you need that kind of emotion to come out of you you want someone to bring that out of you. You want someone to put you in that kind of mood that I just felt like Michael Jackson lacked in that area. And I don't think that's an unfair critique of him. That's not unfair. That is because that's like me saying, okay, where can I point to Kanye West's discography and find a song that makes me want to gang bang and twist on my fingers? That's, that's kind of the same. Uh, go hard. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you're, like oh, that's no, no. But if you're if you're a singer, if you're an R and B singer, like that's part of your that's that's something that you have to have in your pocket, right? That's something that you should be able to do. Like now, for Kanye West to be able to be like, oh, let me start rapping about gang banging. That's not who Kanye West is. He's never been that. Neither that wouldn't make Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson has been a, a sexual person. That's what I'm saying. I feel like he's missing that. But he he did have those type of songs. Just because he's not getting overly nasty, we know that's not the type of person he is. He's a Jehovah's Witness. We can't sit here and or he was at one point. Prince is too. I was about to say Prince was a Jehovah's Witness. Prince obviously there might be different levels. So I was like, yeah, it could be. Yeah, because I mean, Prince has a song about incest. You know what I'm saying? Like that, you're not gonna find too many artists with those type of records and it's actually a great record so right okay i'll ask i'll ask y'all this would y'all put michael jackson on y'all's mount rushmore of artists like of artists that matter like you can only pick yes four. of course Influential what, of you, all, what is wrong with you <laughs> I'm at, okay i'm at what like who would you who, 
Who would you put on your Mount Rushmore? That's a terrible question. Who would you put on your Mount Rushmore? I want to know. Michael, Michael Jackson's up there. Who are the other three? I put Prince up there. Um, I can't really name the the other two. Well, I, I'll fly, I'll fire off my Michael Jackson, Prince, Tupac, and yeah, Master P, maybe. Oh. <laughs> I'm a nigga. I apologize. <laughs> uh, I'll probably go J Prince uh, Otis Redding, actually, for my third one. Um, my fourth one, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Who are your first three again? You said Otis Redding, Jay-Z. And Prince, for but sure. But you, you're getting Otis you know what? What's your address? I'm going to pull up on you ASAP right hey, now. Hey, catch me on the east side of Charlotte. You know. So. Oh, I think, wait, hold on. Wait, east side. I know the west side. I'm near Independence, so. Okay, that's way across town. Never mind. Yeah. I got my other two. I, I'll put uh, Tupac and Marvin Gaye up there. I can't, oh, answer, that I can't answer that question without thought because it, it's that's such a, that question is very, uh, very broad. It is because because are we talking just artists that use their mouths, performing artists? Are we talking like pure musicians? Like that's that's a lot for me to spit off some answers. Whatever, like whatever that, you so. whatever you think of when I say important people in music, important artists in music. I can't just give you four though. I mean, then I mean, I that's, not that's, that's not a that's not that's that's a different. Nah, can't answer that question because if you're gonna say important in music, music. Starts from you know instruments, so you could be like you, I could be like Beethoven. Per, I'm talking about you be like personally. Bach. Important to you personally, like who do you think are the most influential or who the most influential who matter? It's your opinion. It's an opinion question. There's no wrong answer. I don't have an answer for that this time. That's the only wrong okay, answer. It's not happening. Running from the question. Thank you, sir. I'm not running. I'm not running from the question. But depending on how I feel that day, it could be a different four people. Yeah, I mean, but it. The question was just asked now, like, would Prince and Otis Redding and Jay-Z make it two weeks from now or two years from now? Probably not. I don't know. But like Ma Master P for me is the only person that's a revol revolving door, and that's because I'm from the South. So I have to I have to big up my southern brothers. And and I liked his hustle. But Tupac will always get the nod because Tupac meant so much to me. Prince Michael Jackson went so much, meant so much to me. So those three are definitely my top three without a question. Four, it could be a re revolving door. I mean, sometimes, hey, I may feel like uh, Marvin Gaye could be on it, or I could feel like uh, David Ruffin, shout out to Meridian, Mississippi, could be on it. It just changes. But the top three is on lock for me. If I had to put it, if I had to throw a fifth one up there, I'd say Stevie Wonder. Yeah, I think you know. I actually think Stevie Wonder don't really get as much respect as he should. Like his his discography is pretty solid. Yeah, it is. He makes some fire music. Yeah, I'll tell you that. Like I listened to songs in the key of life the other day. God damn! Like how did he? How how do you how do you make something like that? How do you make music that sounds that beautiful and just put it all out there? Like I Stevie Wonder is incredible. He's yeah. on another level, honestly. Right. Okay, so my question to you, Sniffles, <laughs> if Michael Jackson played his own instruments, 
would your opinion change about him versus Prince? No, because I feel like Prince is a more versatile artist when it comes to songs. I think he has more versatility. I feel like Prince can do all the songs that Michael Jackson did, but I don't know if Michael Jackson can do some of the songs that Prince does. Actually, Prince was supposed to be on Bad with Michael Jackson. Yeah, he, he didn't want to do none of that. <laughs> and the, and the, the sto- how the story went, uh, he didn't want Michael saying your buddy's mind to him. So, um, yeah. Yeah, Nick, he was like, that's a hard pass. Nick's that, and then he was like, they brought him a song, and then he, Prince was like, not only am I not going to do the song, he redid the song and sh- told Michael this is how the song should be. Yeah, Prince is just a different, he's a different guy. Like, he's just... He's he's on a he's on another plateau. Like and, and I, I kinda get it kinda it's kind of annoying when people always go to Michael Jackson as the greatest and just overlook all the things that Prince did and all that he brought to the table as a performer and as an artist and as a musician. It's just he's I just feel like he's above Michael Jackson in every way. Except maybe like the, except maybe in the dancing area. Like I'll give Michael I'll Jackson that. But not even, let's not, even not sleep. Don't don't sleep on Prince's dance moves because he could dance. Yeah, he was okay. This is my <sighs> thing that I always look at. This is my thing that I try to look at. If you take away Purple Rain from Prince, the movie and the album, I I think you knock him a few notches down without that that album. No, because I, I say like, I could, no, because I say 1999 is better than anything Michael Jackson ever did. I put that and I, I think that's a lie. I put that above everything he's ever done. Michael Jackson doesn't have a song like Little Red Corvette. He doesn't have a Delirious. He doesn't have a Lady Cat. He doesn't need all those silly ass songs. He doesn't have those kinds of songs. And I feel like 19... Like, if we we look at the best songs that Prince put out, and we look at the best songs Michael Jackson put out, you're going to look at Prince and say, like, wow, he fucks up Michael Jackson a lot. But see, that's... That's that's subject... That's 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 my opinion. That's your opinion, though. You know what I'm saying? I stand by that. A lot of people. Some people don't want to hear all that nasty shit. Like, let's keep it a buck. Like, some people okay. Don't, like, don't if you're like, a, and it, like, put the kids to bed. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you don't want to hear this, go to bed. You know what I'm saying? This is for grown folks. I'm I'm fully grown. I can enjoy Michael Jackson. So I mean, it is what it is. I mean, and again, I'm not taking anything away from Prince. Prince is incredible, but we're not gonna just you know take your opinion as the gospel. You know what I'm saying? Like. Different strokes. Yeah, because I, I think that it's false, honestly. Like, I, I can't see a way that if you take away Thriller, Michael Jackson is still an incredible artist, still an all time great. You and take away like Thriller, he, he has one classic album to his name. No, he still has four. Michael Jackson was an incredible artist as well. Let's not take that out of the, let's not factor that out. You kind of broke it. You, can you repeat that? You broke up a little bit. Yeah, you did not take out kid michael jackson out of this argument we're just leave we're just gonna push that to the side yeah, yeah. He was an incredible but here, well, yeah my thing is i when i when i was tweeting about michael jackson i specifically was talking about solo artist michael jackson because jackson five michael jackson if we if, that's something totally different like jackson five michael jackson is on another level that he might have peaked in the jackson five honestly because he was a he was a beast out there I was talking specifically about solo artist Michael Jackson from Off the Wall to Invincible. Okay. I'm not going to discredit him as a solo artist. And even when I talk about, say, like, uh, 
I don't know if I'm if I'm talking about Beyonce. I don't really bring up her. I don't bring up Destiny's Child with her. If I'm talking about, you know, if people will talk about Justin Timberlake, they don't really bring up In Sync. Like, if you were in a group, then you went solo. I really focus on your solo career, not really much what you did with a group, because you can't really put yourself out there. You have to consider everybody else that's in the group. As a solo artist, it's you and your voice and your sound and your what you're putting out there. That's you. The thing that the thing that really hurt Michael Jackson is that he got old. He got old and he kept on performing because I don't know his money situation. But if you look on YouTube, some of his live performances are horrendous. They are horrendous. They are so bad. He's listening. Hey, cut this nigga mic off. He's cut his mic off. He's cut not his mic off. Well. Cut his, his mic dances off. Cut this nigga's mic stiff off. Stiff. Cut his mic off. I'm sorry. I had to. I had to. I had to get that man out the paint. I mean, but it is what it is. Like we're not gonna sit here. I mean, I went. I went to see Jay Z at 4:44. Like it, when you get old, that's how your performances get. Like this is what it is. Like he wasn't really given the greatest performance. I mean, that's not the type of artist he is. But well, first off, that's that's a lie. Second of all, whoa, whoa, that's hold on. Like, they, that this is not. That's not this. That album was not like energy Jay Z. Oh no, no. Of course, I'm not. I'm not saying. That. I'm just saying. Like when you get, he got a little bit of wind. He got. He got winded. That's all I'm saying. He got a bit winded uh, in the concert. That's all I'm saying. Well, I mean, you could tell. Young, young, the young drug user uh, rapper niggas, they get winded all the time. So. No, no. Well, the the reason I say that is I'm, and it's a very bad comparison, but I'm comparing him to when I saw Kanye West. I'm going to jump in this real quick. Uh, when I saw him at the Yeezus tour, and Adolphus was there as well. That was good. That man, that man performed for like three hours straight. Like, I mean, he had like one period where he laid on the ground for a little while and sang, but he went hard the entire concert. That's that's all I'm saying. He's, I'm sure he could do that right now as well. So that that's why I would say that. So. Yeah, I I went to that tour too. I went to uh, which, which um which city did you go to? Uh, Tampa. Tampa. Yeah, I went to the Miami one with um it had Kendrick Lamar's the opener. I say that 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 was a good um that was a good um performance from um Kanye. Kendrick too, but um as far as like how how he puts the the stage together and like even with the um the Pablo tour, I like how he puts the stage together. We'll we'll, we'll get to that in a second as well. So let's go back to Jesus. Mm-hmm. So you said that you thought Jesus was garbage. Mhm. Why? Man, listen, like I only liked maybe forty percent of that album, and it was only ten tracks on there. Man, Bound Two was, and I'm sorry, Bound Two was good enough to carry that whole album. But keep literally, I'll give you that. But yeah, I only like maybe four tracks off that album. So, all right, that's that's fair enough. Tell us what you got. I don't know, like. I, I will say, so Yeezus came out the same time as Born Center, right? I'm a big J. Cole fan, so I, I got both albums, and I'm, like, listening to them, and, like, initially, initially during, like, release date, like, the first two weeks, I was definitely, like, Yeezus is, like, trash, it's garbage, like, what the fuck is this? Because, mind you, um, what was the album before this one, before Yeezus? My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy? Yeah, the, the Long Letter album. So, like... I don't know, wasn't... That was, weeks. No, 808s was before. No, no, no. No, 808s was before uh, Twisted Fantasy. Yeah. Oh. And and 808s was after graduation. But like you know, coming off of that album, and that and that album had like a particular sound. So like 
and most artists they they continue with the same kind of trend. Kanye is not most artists, so like listening to Jesus initially, it was just like, what the fuck? Like this is trash. And of course, the timeline is like hyping it up, and I'm like, look at these dick writers of Kanye, like you know, whatever. And <laughs> it literally took it, it it took a conversation, and it took a notion that like you have to realize whatever mode Kanye's in as he records. That's how you're supposed to listen to it. It took me being frustrated and upset and angry at life and just randomly iTunes plays, you know, two songs from um, Jesus back to back that I'm like, oh, shit, this sounds good. Like, this is angry music. Like, you listen to Black Skinhead, um, which is probably one of my, like, I want to say between that and New Slaves may be like my, my top two favorite songs on that on that album but like you listen to those songs and you hear the aggression but you really hear what he's saying like new like new slaves is to me could have been used in the 1950s 1960s during the civil rights movement and that shit can be played and it still applies to like where we are in 2018 i think yeezus not only does it sound good but it ages well with the themes and the topics that he were that he was talking about i will but i will say on site really does throw me off like how on site starts, to me, that's not an intro to this album. Like I, if I had to get rid of any songs on the album, it would probably be on site. Yeah, I agree. I mean, for me, Jesus was a great CD. Um, Blood on the Leaves, Bound to, you know, um, I Am a God, New Slaves, Black Skinhead, On Site, all those songs I can jam. Now the original poll question was. Jesus versus 808s and 808s at the time it came out was the perfect timing for me and it stands the test of time overall that's why I would pick that album over Jesus because to me that album it, it helped me get through some tough times growing oh, up yeah. like I remember I was exercising hard as a motherfucker to 808s and heartbreak you know I was really going through it and it's still relevant today. When I'm going through a heartbreak, 808's a heartbreak. I think, but I think the poll was correct. 808's is, is the better album compared to Yeezus, but I, I do think Yeezus is just one of Kanye's most disrespected albums, just because we haven't hit the plateau where that album makes sense yet. Like, I think with Kanye, it's like you gotta catch a wave. Like, a lot, 808's was not receptive really, really well until niggas start growing up and getting their heart broken and you listen to see you in my nightmare or you hear paranoid and that shit starts to like resonate with your feelings. So now you're more receptive to the music and you and you start to put that up there. So I think Jesus just hasn't found that level where it's hitting everybody like it's supposed to do was well, the masses are supposed to and it's it's gonna be respected. I think it's gonna come in due time. Um the same way with the last one. I think the life of Pablo was a great album that a lot of people didn't gravitate to it. They couldn't grab the concept of it. And it's yep. going to take time. I mean, that's music though. If you really listen to music, everything is not meant to be digested and understood on first listen or even second listen or even the 10th listen. Like it's, it's, it's certain artists that put out music that I go listen to three or four years down the road. And that album means so much more to me now. It's different. I've went through different experiences. To me, again, it's, I guess it's, uh, you know, different shows to folks again like for me I, i'm in the music production so i didn't i don't necessarily have to be angry to listen to these i just like the sound like it's, it's it's a different sound i like i like almost every song here to be honest with you 
And part of it is because of the Yeezus tour. The Yeezus tour made me like the album better. It actually also made me like 808s better, if that makes sense. Because I feel like some of the songs on 808s could have been on Yeezus or vice versa. I feel like they flow well together in, in the concert setting. But I mean, I, I like the sound. And the CD is, the album is ahead of its time. And I also think that, uh, and I, I can't confirm this, I didn't really look it up, but you know, just for the, the sake of this podcast, I think Kanye West might've started the short album wave. Cause that album was a clean 40 minutes and five seconds with 10 tracks. And now a lot of the music's been putting out these days are, you know, pretty short like that. Like the uh, Takashi 6 9 project was super short. Little Pumps, Garbage, whatever that shit was, is like 25 minutes. Every track was like verse, hook, verse, song was over. It was terrible. But yeah, I think he was uh, ahead of his time with the, with the short album. It was nice, it was concise, it was to the point. And I liked it. I love the production of Onsite. I love Black Hit Black I put, I that way. Like the the ten the ten track album. I prefer the short album. Like the first thing I do when I look at a new album is look how long it is first. That's the first thing I check. And then I determine if I have the time to listen to it. So but I mean seeing Jesus perform live made me like it more. But I liked it when I first heard it. I remember sitting in my car downloading it when it first came out. Like the iTunes is to me it's it's pretty pretty legit. 808s, and again, I like the production of 808s as well. But for me, listening to it, I listened to it earlier this week. Like, I feel like you have to be some sort of sadist to, to listen to that. Because like you, like you said, most people are going through breakups or heartaches. Like, why would you want to just constantly relive that? You know what I'm saying? Like, I like to feel things. I like to feel things, I'll jump in the shower or something like that. But Emotionally, um, emotionally feel things. Okay, I'm, nigga, you I'm, nasty. I'm a cyborg. I have no emotions. Um, but like you were saying that, you know, when you get into a situation with a boyfriend, girlfriend, you listen to Paranoid. I like Paranoid. I like the production. I like the background vocals. I like the hook. I thought it was a cool song. Uh, Robocop is probably my favorite song on uh, 808s because of the production. It just sounds very different, unique. So, but I mean, it's, it's just different for everybody. Again, I don't have to be mad listening to the Yeezus. Like, it's not really like, it, it is a gym CD, but I can also listen to Purple Rain the gym as well. So. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it I'm just saying, is. like that's how I when I finally when it finally clicked, like when you hear something so like, all right, this is it goes from trash to like, oh shit, I've been sleeping on this like heat. It was that that was the mode I was in. So like I tell people all the time, like I suggest whatever the whatever the theme or the mode Kanye was in recording it. That's how you should listen to the album and see if you like it. Wasn't wasn't the first single for uh, Jesus? It was Black Skinhead, right? Yeah, and he did that like creepy ass video. Yeah, I, I think if if he would have introduced Jesus with a song like "Bound to," nah, that's that's Okie That's the Okie though. That's the Okie though. Cats would have been hella mad they heard "Bound to." Ran, it would have got slammed more if they started like that. But I, think I feel like people would have, they would have been more receptive to it. Like even like with Black Skinheads, people are just like, "No, I'm not into this" because it's a totally different sound. On that shit, dog. But no, I think Bound to honestly, I feel like that was a throwaway track from another album. Like not in and when I say throwaway, like not that I think Bound to was a bad song. I think it's great, but I think he threw Bound to he he put that song in particular because of the soul sample, and then two, he strategically placed it at the end. Because it was just like I, and this is how I interpret it. But I was just, it was just like, all right, this is where I'm at in this moment. This is how I feel in this moment. This is the game I gotta give to you. But don't forget, I like I'm still the same Kanye. Like I think each album where he diverts and he does something that's outside of that's outside of the ordinary or that it's different, 
he always lets you know, like, I still can be old Kanye if I want to. Right. I'm trying new shit. Like, um, the freestyle, the old Kanye freestyle on The Life of Pablo. Like, I feel like that was that, that was the bow to uh, The Life of Pablo. It's like, nah. you know, uh, no, no, more no, no I'm saying he, in the, in the instance that he's telling us, like, I still can be that nigga if I want to be, but I'm giving y'all something new. I'm making y'all listen to new shit. I'm trying to expose y'all and put y'all on something new. I, hate I think that, that normal parties in LA um, gave it gave me that vibe. Bruh, I'm still I am still furious that he did not perform that on the Life of Pablo tour at MSG or the Garden as they call it up there. I'm 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 furious. Like that was the main reason I wanted to go see that that concert was to see him perform No More Parties in LA. I love that song. Like that, and I, I know I, I think I talked about it on the podcast a couple podcast ago or a while ago and I, was, I asked the question like what's the last rap song that you memorized so like when you were younger you know I used to memorize songs all the time but as I've gotten older I don't listen to songs that much with all the music that comes out to actually sit and memorize something mm-hmm. but No More Parties in LA is that song to me like I love that song I am uh, that's a great song man that dude was, I was that actually dude. mad that All Day wasn't on The Life of Pablo I thought that was a great song, great I'm visual glad. in the video. I'm glad that song wasn't on the album. I didn't like it. What? He could have fitted it. He could have fitted it at the end. Possibly. I, I would say Kanye West is on he's on that level of like a prince to me because he's always trying to push the envelope. He's always trying something different. Like an artist like Jay-Z, even though I think Jay-Z is the best rapper to ever rap, I don't think Jay-Z is going to push the envelope sonically or musically or even with content really the way someone like Kanye West does because Jesus is totally left field 808s and heartbreaks is totally to the other side and life of Pablo is somewhere in the middle and I just feel like Kanye West is one of those artists where he can do he's willing to try something that people might not like like it when Jesus first came out most artists would have been like, oh, this this isn't going to work. People aren't going to like this. Or even when Ada Wilson Heart, like Ada Wilson Heartbreaks, I think is uh, like right now, today, if you were to ask me today, what's the best Kanye West album? It's Ada Wilson Heartbreaks to me right now. Now that list obviously changes all the time. But even when that album came out, people weren't receptive to that. They were like, oh, I love this album. It took some time for people to get to, get to it. And that's why I like Kanye was Kanye West to me is going to be on my Mount Rushmore of music because he can do that. He's willing to try new things. He's really he's willing to be innovative. He's willing to put himself out there and try something that isn't the norm and be successful at it. Because uh, at some point, everybody's favorite rapper, Little Wayne, tried to do something similar and it was not good. Like Drake it, it was terrible. Drake has been trying. Drake has been trying to make an eight ways and heartbreaks. Like he's trying, like that's, that's what no, Drake wants. Drake wants to do that. No, that's what Drake wants to do. I believe that. No, he I think he does. Like, I think that he's good at what he's a good rapper. He's good at making popular. He's songs. the best rapper. He's okay. Yes. He's good at making hits. He's good at ma- He's actually, he's great at making hits. He's great at knowing what people are going to like. But I feel like if he, I, I, and I heard him on an interview. He said this, he, he changed the way uh, view, he, he changed the way views was because he wasn't sure that his core fans would under or, or not not even his core fans he wasn't sure if fans would understand what he was trying to do 
So it was like, all right, well, let me throw a couple of like rap songs, rapping rap stuff. And I think if he was true to himself, most of his albums would sound more like 808s and Heartbreaks instead of Views. No, it wasn't. And the nigga made God's plan, so he's untouchable. Thank you. God's hey, plan ain't even I'm all gonna, that I'm going to pray for Mr. Savage right now. I, mean, I don't know is, who Mr. Savage is, but thank you. I mean, this is the guy y'all got defended Michael Jackson, so I mean, well, do with that what you will. To, to your point, real quick, to go back to the Kanye West pushing the envelope versus somebody like Jay Z, you have to take that with a grain of salt because again, Kanye West started out as a a music producer, like a prodigy at that, and then he began to rap. So if you have that type of base for your career, you're, you're gonna want to push the envelope. You want to you're gonna want to try new things, but at the same time going to have the ability to do those things and know what sounds good sonically or what you think will sound good sonically. Like, again, even with how, as a Kanye West album, how bad Yeezus was received, it still was great. It still, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure it went platinum off the top of my head. I'm, well, I mean, Kanye West isn't the only producer rapper out there. Like, J. Cole's a producer well, rapper, and he he hasn't pushed the envelope with his sound. But he, but there's two, two different levels of production. That, that's what I'm saying. Like J. Cole, no, J. What, no one is doing what Kanye West is doing, though. Like yeah, nobody. He, but he's like a super producer. J. Cole's more like I'm a producer and I'm a rapper, but I'm sure his primary is is rapping. You know what I'm saying? I understand that, but what I'm saying about Kanye West is that even as a producer rapper, he's willing to go there. And there's other rappers that produce songs that aren't willing to 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 go to another level to take the next step to try something different. A lot of a lot of producer rappers kind of stay in their pocket. They stay in their little lane. Like David Banner isn't going to try something innovative. Well, but that, again, that's as I a think, as a producer. As I think, a producer. but I think more or less that that's more of Kanye West's personality as a person because he's also an artist. He's in the fashion things like that. Like it, that all plays into it. That that's that's why he's on my Mount Rushmore. He's fair, fair enough. He, that's why he he does that. He goes there. He's an artist yeah. in every sense of the word. Like yeah, going back to. Little Wayne, like Rebirth was terrible. It did like 500,000 uh, sales, which is it's good. But for a Little Wayne project to not go plat, that's that's crazy. But anyway, we kind of went off the, the deep end with the, the easiest thing. But uh, maybe I'll save it for Twitter. But I mean, I feel like I've been pretty good with the whole Michael Jackson thing. I feel like I didn't slander. I feel like I was being honest. I thought like I was being fair. Like I haven't even I haven't, I haven't mute even this slandered. Nigga, mute, this nigga, mute this nigga, mute this nigga. Cause I can't. I got some slanderous things to say about it, but I'm not. I, you know what? I won't. I'm not gonna say it. I won't say. Marcus, it. don't make me come back on the show, man. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo. If if Michael Jackson was out right now, if Michael Jackson came out right now, he'd just be the male version of Sierra. That's not true. Wow. That. See, you're. But see, this is what you're. This is what you're doing. I'm not gonna say it's true, but like first thought, like like pops in my mind. I'm just like. Nope, because you're taking you're 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 taking away the build up to his career. You're just just popping him in whatever the worst form that you want to put him in now. Like you, you have to you're discounting how he came up from the Jackson Five to this point. That's not how that works. I'm talking about with his level of talent. He's here. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You're talking about Michael Jackson at his peak? No, come on. That's disrespectful. That's that's stupid. <laughs> He's here. Take Michael Jackson at his age with Sierra at, his, at her age when they were at their peaks. That's not even no. Come on, man. not even the same stress. That's not a disrespectful. That's that's just stupid. Also, it doesn't make any sense. That's disrespectful. But I will say, if like 
Michael Jackson at his peak and Sierra at her peak were starting right now. I probably want to want to watch Sierra dance more than I would want to watch Michael Jackson dance. You crazy? But I would want to listen to Michael Jackson's music over Sierra's music. That's just so, my personal. So you mean to tell me that the people that will say that right now Chris Brown is like the best dancer? No, I'm saying if, if we if we're just only looking at them two, I'm not putting Michael Jackson up compared to like Chris Brown and all these people. I'm just saying like if it was those two, are the, they're the only two I have left to listen to. I'm going to physically like ear listen to Michael Jackson, but I would want to like see Sierra dance. Like Michael, Michael Jackson shouldn't even be on the same stage as Chris Brown. Michael Jackson would get his ass embarrassed oh, if he tried shit. to dance against Chris Brown. You're gonna make, you're gonna make Chris Brown would pop and lock his old ass up out of here. Oh my god! Like, come on, let's be real. Let's be honest, guys. Let's right. be honest about his dancing skills. Is Chris Brown's bones going to work like that in his lower in his late forties with all the meth and cocaine he's done? Yeah, Probably not. Allegedly, allegedly, on drugs too, though. He was on drugs because I don't know, but he wasn't on that. He didn't have the issue. All I'm saying is, we will not slander Michael Jackson. I mean, I can I you can't. Saw that, sl- you saw that. You saw that Oprah clip. That man said I was rusty and jumped off stage and showed his ass. Dog. Come on. Uh, like, hey, what what I, I said? Haven't done this in a while. And what, like, I, <laughs> what I said during the podcast was all fair and come on, criticism. I have I can start slandering him if y'all want me to. I can start the slander. Michael Jackson is just a light skinned version of Omarion. Like, let's be honest. Okay, about nigga, it. get out of here. Like his vocalist. He's no vocalist. He ain't out here blowing shit away. Shout out to everybody who supports the podcast. Uh, go slander Marcus underscore sniffles on Twitter. PJ, we appreciate you coming through. Triples, as always, appreciate you coming through. Appreciate and uh, I'm I'm sorry that you had to had to. Michael Jackson this. isn't even the most talented person in this family. That's not true. Yeah, oh. yeah now you reaching. Come on, man. Reaching, sir. Well, I, on, no, man. that is a reach because I have my own ill feelings about Janet, but you know, teachers are. That's the second most talented. God, God, yeah, I was gonna say something else, but I'm not gonna say it. So again, it's me podcast. Appreciate checking it out. We out. Peace.